It is a Friday night, or depending on when you're listening to this, it could be Saturday morning. It could be Sunday. I don't know. But you are listening to the Alex B. Podcast. That is me. Uh, I finally actually didn't break a promise by saying I was going to put out an episode on Friday night. My dog was acting like a little weird earlier, like for some reason, playing video games. And then you just, I don't know. She was acting really weird. So otherwise, I would have put this out earlier. But anyway, uh, thanks for climbing aboard and listening to this little bit of a train wreck I call a podcast. You know what I do? I do what I call a news cruise. I kind of touch base on some of the stories that you already know about. And I give you the non-network version, personal opinion, maybe even factual, in my opinion anyway, of what's going on in the news. And then you can dissect it as you want. Now, this is a big hot button story. That's the only reason I want to start with this first. And it's a little bit on the negative side, but I kind of want to get that stuff out of the way. And then we'll talk about some other stuff because this is now hitting national news for a couple reasons. And we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about this first part. And then the second part, there's a girl by the name of Janae Edmondson. She's 17 years old. She was visiting St. Louis uh, with her family to participate in a volleyball tournament. The family was walking in downtown St. Louis around 8.40 p.m. a week ago Saturday when a speeding driver failed to yield and collided with another vehicle. That second vehicle struck Edmondson. Um, long story short, she lost both of her legs in this accident. So imagine, imagine being traumatized like that. Her family, herself as the individual, waking up and this happening. And the big stink about this, I should say, or the big controversy is the uh, city attorney or whatever. I don't know what the exact title is because of probation and kind of stuff. So listen to this. The guy's name is Daniel Riley. He's age 21. He was out on bond and under house arrest for an August 2020 robbery case. Okay, house arrest. Now, you do know it's 2023, just in case, you know, you need to keep track. So he's been ordered to wear a GPS monitoring device. So he's supposed to go to trial last July, but it was delayed, blah, 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 blah. Court records show that Riley violated his GPS monitoring device more than 50 times, including 10 times in the last month. He was arrested and charged with second-degree assault in the crash. He pleaded not guilty during a court appearance. Uh, motherfucker, we all saw the video. Um, I don't know how you're going to get out of this one. Uh, judge finally denied him bond. Now, you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute. The guy violated his GPS monitoring device 50 times, 10 times in a month. What the fuck is he still doing out? Why is he amongst the rest of law-abiding citizens in downtown St. Louis, you ask? I'm going to tell you, because apparently... There is the St. Louis circuit attorney is uh, by the name of Kim Gardner basically kind of dropped the ball on this. Put it this way. It's gotten so big that now that the the Missouri attorney general is asking her to step down, the governor's actually popped in because they're like, wait a minute, what are you doing? They're saying to step down. They're actually trying to remove her from office, saying she's neglecting her role as city prosecutor and demanding she prove her legal authority in court. Quote, it's time for the circuit attorney to go and for the rule of law and justice to prevail. So a lot of folks are mad. Now imagine the tourism trying to come to St. Louis and you have this happen. I mean, this this girl, 17 years old, whole life in front of her, lost her like lost both of her legs. This asshole violated his GPS monitoring device 50 times, 10 times in the last month. And he's the cause of this. And essentially, Kim Gardner in her office, because, you know, 
Now it's like, they're saying it's finger pointing or whatever. Da 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 da. So she's got a lot of criticism over over a lot of stuff. She was previously disciplined last year amid allegations of concealing evidence in a high profile case. Wow. Former Attorney General Eric Schmidt accused her of concealing evidence and efforts to vacate the conviction of Lamar Johnson. Governor Mike Parson has added his voice. He's even jumped in there and said, man, she's got to go. She's saying, of course, oh, it's a witch hunt, blah, 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 blah. Nah, bitch, you're, 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 now, you're making some mistakes here, man. So now they're saying that the circuit attorney's office needs a 180 degree turnover. Uh, There's a lot of folks that support her that have been silent, but this is one of many fumbles of the ball. Even the St. Louis mayor says that this prosecutor has lost the trust of the people and needs to do some soul searching before deciding her next move. No, mayor, you need to speak up and tell her she's got to go. Soul searching my ass. No, she's got to go. Now, here's what's really weird and how on the same in the same website of the news then this particular article gets released, and it's just, it's, it's such dark, it, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, but check this out. So on the social media pages of a St. Louis news station, now on the bottom of, of, the, of this article, it says, you know, top story, Mayor Jones, Kim Gardner has lost the trust of the people. You scroll to the top, and then it says, a new study praises St. Louis as the top place to party in the United States. Now, you think this is going to distract from this shit going on now? Uh, a company by the name of BetSports, it's a sports betting platform, collected data on dozens of popular U.S. destinations to enjoy a night out. The research team released findings through its top party cities in the U.S. Uh, St. Louis earned the best score, 8.45, among the top 25 cities ranked, nearly beating out Pittsburgh and Cincinnati in the rankings. So here's what's confusing to me. And again, I love the city of St. Louis. I've lived out here before. I don't. I haven't been at night. I'm not going to admit. I mean, most of the time I'm there. Me and my buddy Joe are going downtown to lunch at Hooters or Cybergs, which I, I recommend both. By the way, they're both pretty good service and, and pretty good food. So they said the score was based on several factors, including nightlife attractions, casinos, taxi rates, and Airbnb rates. So this is really weird. The study recognized St. Louis for the fourth best nightlife and ninth best casino scene. I don't know, man. Them river, I don't know. You've got a, now it's called a horseshoe. Yeah, Luminaire right over there, like where, where, you know, by the landing, where the landing used to be. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And nightlife, I mean, really everything's in Ballpark Village from what I can see. I mean, Union Station has done some stuff or whatever, but basically the nightlife, you know, because of, of Bally's and the, and the different bars and stuff, Ballpark Village, that's, that's got it going on. But I just it's just crazy when you when you hear stories like this, this unfortunate accident, which, again, was somebody in town for a convention, volleyball convention. This happens. And then let's go ahead and just throw this story out there, which I think the timing is crazy. And it says, um, while you might expect the likes of Las Vegas or New Orleans to take the top spot, the actual party capital of the U.S. is St. Louis, Missouri, with a party score of eight point four five out of ten. St. Louis is the home of the Gateway Arch which is 630 feet tall and the tallest arch in the world and occasionally has people getting shot on the grounds. Just saying. Anheuser-Busch, uh, InBev, owners of Budweiser. Whether or not like Budweiser, that's, that's, that's kind of cool to do the tour. So I just don't know where people come up with these quote-unquote polls, you know, because I'm sure it's like, you know, it's, it's a media spin, obviously, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to have to one day venture out 
at night to check out the quote-unquote nightlife. Because like I said, every, the only time I've been there since I've moved back to the area has been in the daytime. Like I said, Cybergs, which is uh, up there on Market Street. Again, great food. And the Hooters over there, downtown, like 7th and Olive, I believe. So I don't know. Going to have to do some more investigating on that. But now let's uh, do a little news cruise, shall we? Let's take a cruise to Newcastle, Indiana, if we shall. Newcastle, Indiana. Court documents reveal that a 39-year-old Newcastle woman was arrested after police officers told her to stop flashing her tits, only for her to continue flashing anyway. Now, just so you know, the article said breasts, but again, it's my podcast. I paid for it myself. I wanted to try to make it a little bit funny. Oh, so how about we change changes? Stop flashing her cans. According to the Newcastle Police Department, officers were called to the parking lot of a liquor store. <clears throat> Let's see. You're flashing your boobs at a liquor store. Maybe trying to get some liquor bought for you? I don't know. I might, that might be a stretch. But it was the parking lot of a liquor store located at the corner of 14th Street and Indiana Avenue in Newcastle on February 15th on reports of a woman exposing herself to passing cars. Oh, no. Officers arrived. This is, what, this is where the shit gets kind of funny. Uh, officers arrived at the parking lot, located the woman nearby, who reportedly admitted to police that she was flashing cars. Hey, man, she likes to party. When asked why, the woman reportedly responded, because it's fun. Then the woman began to lift her sweatshirt in front of the cops, and um, they told her to stop. They're like, hey, you know, stop. And, uh, but she didn't. So she exposed her breasts in front of the cops, started rubbing them together while standing in front of the officers. Police then arrested the woman and asked her if she was on any drugs or if she'd been drinking. And then the woman said, I wish. <laughs> that was her response. <laughs> Court documents state that after being taken to the Henry County Jail, the woman was transferred to a hospital for medical clearance due to only answering I don't remember to jail staff questions. The woman reportedly tried to leave the hospital and had to be handcuffed to the bed. Um, Police confirmed the woman was medically cleared and sent back to jail. I like that. And just does it in front of the cops. Flashing her boot. I mean, I know people like, you know, I guess women don't do like passing truckers or whatever, but you're standing in a liquor store parking lot. Yeah, you're you're trying to, you know. I don't know. You're trying to get that 12 pack of Bush Light or some fucking Mad Dog 2020 or something. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. No, everybody remembers Sesame Street. Everybody remembers the Cookie Monster, right? Cookie Monster was never scary. He's supposed to be scary, right? I love cookies. You know, that was his thing. Well, apparently in California, Santa Cruz to be exact. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is kind of fucking funny. Uh, creepy cookie monster terrorizing town. Cops warn. Steer clear. And there's a picture of this guy like in this big fucking, you know, cookie monster costume. So Santa Cruz residents have been instructed not to engage with a man dressing as cookie monster. Who police said has been yelling obscenities <laughs> and taunting locals enjoying a stroll along the California coastal city boardwalk. Santa Cruz police say. The Sesame Street wannabe has been harassing parents to pay him to pose in photos with their children. Oh, fuck. We are getting calls from people who say he is creepy. A police spokeswoman said, based on his history, we advise the public to not engage with this individual. Steer clear from him. Um, and the, this, the police spokeswoman said, I would not take a photo with him. I bet you if your kid was screaming like a fucking lunatic and you wanted him to shut up, you'd take a picture with him. So Santa Cruz police confirmed to the post that the suspect's name is 
Adam Sandler, no relation to the to the the actor Adam Sandler. Police noted that Sandler has not committed a crime in Santa Cruz as of Tuesday. So there's nothing against the law. There's nothing breaking the law by dressing up in a Cookie Monster costume, talking shit to people. Just so you know. Whether you like it or not, Alex will be right back after this.
So 13 years ago, that song came out. And I remember playing the daylights out of it, you know, when I was doing my DJ thing or whatever. And only Enrique Iglesias can put out a record like, hey, tonight I'm fucking you. That's it. Now with now that we're in the woke and the cancel culture, I wonder if that would do the same thing again. If, if he could do a song like that again, or if people would be fucking all like, you know, distraught or whatever, because that's the song title. It's called Tonight I'm Fucking You, Enrique Iglesias. You are listening to the Alex B. Podcast. I figured it's Friday night. Why not get a little silly? As I continue my news cruise, right? An American Airlines flight was forced to make an emergency landing. Now, you're, is, is this equipment failure, you're asking? I just don't know why people are still continuing to fuck up on airplanes. I don't understand. Like, why is there so much anger, man? Like, to me, I think if you do something like that, regardless of the nature of it, it should be counted as terrorism. So, there was a uh, American Airlines flight this past Wednesday. Uh, had to make an emergency landing in North Carolina after an unruly woman in first class allegedly tried to breach the cockpit because she was upset at not being served the drink. Are you fucking kidding me? See, I think in those cases, the rest of the plane should be able to beat the fuck out of whoever, like, rerouted. Because imagine people that are trying to make business connections, you know, personal, you know, family, whatever. American Eagle flight, 3444 from Jacksonville, Florida to Washington, D.C., was diverted to Raleigh-Durham International Airport about 3.40 p.m. this past Wednesday, quote, due to a security concern involving an unruly customer, the airline said in a statement. Tiffany Miles, when I saw her mugshot, that bitch don't look happy at all. Age 36 was arrested on a misdemeanor charge and was released on bond. She She screwed everybody's travel plans up. She tried to breach the cockpit and you let her out on bond. I hope, I don't even, I don't, I got nothing, man. And radio transmissions from Raleigh-Durham Airport Authority Police, officers heard uh, Miles saying Miles tried to breach the cockpit and was being somewhat restrained by the flight crew and other passenger. Now, man, as you're restraining her, get a couple swings in on her because you're going to be late to to meeting your, your family, your relatives, or your business meeting, or wherever you're going, vacation. Take a couple swings on her, man. Fuck it. Like, seriously, who, who are they going to believe? The person that tried to breach the cockpit? Or are they going to believe the people that are trying to get to where they're going? The Federal Aviation Administration said she charged at the cockpit door. Uh, there is a passenger, Kara Rosario, said that she was getting upset when she wasn't being served her drink. She said another passenger got up to help the flight attendants as they tried to calm the woman down. Again, good bitch slap. Uh, he heard the commotion, went up to first class to assist to see if he could help. He wasn't a marshal at all or a police officer, just a citizen who was trying to help defuse the situation. You could feel that we were in it together and we're willing to do what was needed, but the gentleman behind me was the first to get up and take matters into his own hands. Man, now, nah, fuck that. You making me late somewhere and I'm traveling like that? Mm-mm. The FBI Charlotte Field Office also reported to the airport the FBI is currently conducting interviews to gather the facts and will consult with the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Eastern District of North Carolina to determine if federal charges will be filed. I hope they are. I really hope they are. Because, again, if she was Middle Eastern, if she was anybody not from this country, man, we would have had a fucking field day with it. The news would have reported it. It would have been a BFD. People, I don't care where you're from, what your background is, what kind of anger issues you have, you don't fuck up on an airplane like that, man. Period. 
American Airlines rep said uh, safety and security are our top priorities, and we thank our customers for their cooperation and our team members for their professionalism in managing a difficult situation. I wonder if, if, if one of the flight attendants would have swung on this broad and connected a couple times if they would have gotten in trouble. I'm just curious. U.S. Transportation Secretary uh, tweeted Wednesday night that he was briefed on a level four disruption on the flight. A level four disruption is an attempted or actual breach of the flight deck. To me, that's important. This isn't like smoking in the bathroom. This isn't like, you know, arguing with somebody about a seat. This is somebody that could alter. Let's just say she would have got through, God forbid, and stormed and like just slammed into one of these pilots that's got. Come on, man. The agency said it's working on a rule that would require new planes to have a second barrier to the cockpit. No, instead of having a second barrier, why don't you just be a little bit more stricter when people fuck up on airplanes? I just don't understand, man. I just, I don't understand why, what, why people are allowed to do this and why are the rules different? We need, we need stricter laws for shit like this, guys. We just do. Here's a story from the, man, that's some bullshit category, which I just made up just now because it's late and I was just trying to think of something to seg into this article. This is interesting, but you know, it's, eh, again, it's one of those things you're going to scratch your head. You're probably going to look up the article and make sure I'm not making shit up, which is fine. A hiker who got lost without supplies in a forest in Arizona and started fires to signal for help, which that's what you would do, right? Has been ordered to pay nearly $300,000 in restitution. No way. Philip Powers, age 37, told officials he thought he was done on his disastrous trek through the Prescott and Cosasino National Forest after he lost his way in May of 2018. After losing track of his planned 18-mile route, Powers ran out of food and his phone died. He even resorted to drinking his own piss to preserve his limited water ration. After setting three fires to call for aid, he was quickly rescued by the U.S. Forest Service. But, but... One of the blazes grew into a wildfire, wildfire, which event, uh, evidently, see, I can't even talk. See, this is why I should fucking be in bed right now, which eventually engulfed 230 acres, according to an affidavit, which the Forest Service spent over a week and $500,000 fighting. Last week, a judge ordered Phillips to pay almost $300,000 in monthly installments of $200 as restitution, meaning uh, it'll take him 122 years to pay it back. The guy was drinking his own piss and was trying to get rescued so he wouldn't get die, wouldn't die and get ate by a fucking bear or whatever, drank his own piss, and yeah, he started a forest fire. I get that part. This motherfucker is going to be paying on his debt for 122 years, man. $200 a month. Over a $300,000 fine because of these fires because he was trying to get help. I guess he didn't have a flare gun or nothing else. And again, did I mention he was drinking his own piss? Love that chicken from Popeye's. See, now before I read this next story, I'm starting to get kind of hungry. I have not been to a Popeye's chicken in a minute. And actually, there's one right by the day job. Like, right on, I call it like the top of the hill. So there's, they're, they're, they're nearby. I just haven't been there in a minute. And I would be scared to, not because of the food, because I, I think their food's also good as well. But listen to this. This is the last one I'm going to do because I need to go to bed and... And I'm hungry. And I don't want to start, like, you know, going in the kitchen and start digging shit up to eat. But a woman drove her SUV, not through the drive through but into a Georgia Popeye's building after the manager said she became angry over a missing order of biscuits. 
This was a week ago Saturday. According to an incident report filed by the Richmond County Sheriff's Office, uh, the manager said that prior to the crash, restaurant staff gave 50-year-old Belinda Miller biscuits to rectify the error, but she still was not happy and, quote, would drive her vehicle into the building. According to the incident report, a witness who allegedly waited in line with Miller told them to hurry and get their order because she was coming back. So whoever that dude was, he's like, man, fuck this. I'm out. According to the incident report, so yeah, she's coming back. So Miller did return, according to the incident report, and allegedly drove her SUV into the chicken restaurant, narrowly missing an 18-year-old employee. I don't understand, man. What's the anger? I Again, y'all are just out here acting a fool. The vehicle crashed through a part of a wall along with the doors of the building. Miller then continued to force her vehicle another four feet inside the building until debris made it impossible to go further. What in the fuck? Now I'm just going to have to go to Popeye's tomorrow. I'm going to have to find a Popeye's. Let's go to lunch. Because now I'm hungry. On that note, you've been listening to the Alex B. Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, maybe I'll do some mixing and stuff tomorrow. Maybe I won't. Uh, so just, again, follow the social media pages. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and TikTok. And then I've got two stories that are actually kind of serious that I'm going to put out on social media that I know if I put them on TikTok, TikTok's going to take them down. But it's two things that bother me that I saw in the news. And, you know, I like to crack jokes, but sometimes I like to hit some important matters. But be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed tonight's uh, podcast or whenever you're listening to this. And I'll holler at you soon. I'm out.